On today's episode, I hijacked the episode. Yes, Kelly, the producer of Let's Talk About Death. We're going to play a little game and we're going to switch it up a bit. I like games. Yes, it's death speed round. I'm going to put these twins on the spot with several topics and burning questions related to death. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah, Kelly, we are ready. I've never been more ready in my life. Let's talk about death, baby. Let's talk about grief and mourning. Is it argumental or existential? What's it mean to me? Let's talk about death. Hi, I'm Benny Capal, and I'm a funeral professional. And I'm Nicholas Capal, psychologist. Hey, Nick, let's talk about death. Let's do it. All right, this is Kelly, the producer of Let's Talk About Death. Kelly! Yeah, and uh, we have a little special edition coming at you today. It's going to be a Let's Play a Game, a death speed round. Oh, gosh. um, I'm going to put the twins on the spot with several topics and burning questions related to death. Kelly, can I ask, can you pick a winner? By the end of this, by the yes, end of the I will pick a winner <laughs> yes. of the best answers. So the best twin to answer uh, the best answers gets to be the winner. <laughs> okay, okay this is fast okay. thinking, right, and I will say who will answer each one first. Okay, we got some burning questions. We got several topics, and it's gonna be fun. We're playing a game. We're switching it up. Doc's no, nervous over there. He's sweating a little bit. I'm seeing him sweat. I think he's, he was praying a little he, bit. He, he, he really did. Nervous. Just saw the sign of the cross. Oh, My man. His color got, got all he's, white. You know what? You this is a trust, competition. You got to trust yourself here. I don't know. You look not trustworthy with yourself. No, I'm good. I'm good. He's I'm like, going. this is all subjective anyways. Nobody really cares, but everybody cares. It, it's, it's a big deal. Tell me a little bit more about that, Benny. <laughs> For the let's talk about death audience out there, they want to know. I think Kelly's got some questions for us. They want to know. They want to know more about you guys. Do you know? Okay. (laughs) What the? Are you guys ready for? Let's play a game. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Let's do it. Okay, Nick. What's the hardest part of working in the death industry? Not taking your subjective experience and throwing it on someone else. And that is so funny because I actually met Benny. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, do I have I to follow? Do I have to answer? I meant Benny, but I said Nick. Um, but I'm going to ask I'm going to ask Benny that one, too, because. OK, ready? Yes. Benny. Yes. What's the hardest part of working in the death industry, death worker industry? The hardest part about the death industry is, first of all, calling it the death industry and not the death profession. And the I knew you part... would hate that. <laughs> he you hates it that. when it's called industry, people. I, I think we deserve it for all it's of us. It's a cringe word. It's a cringe um, word for him. And I, I think, honestly, the hardest part is finding a way to live through your grief. Through your grief or through others or seeing other people's Oh, here grief. we go. Double question. I didn't know we had a follow-up Yeah, uh, uh, I think I'm both. I'm allowed to dig in. I'm the producer think, here, okay? I, think, I get to do what I want. I think your question was specifically for us, what's the hardest part? It's, it's, it's living through grief for us, us as professionals. That's my answer. 
Got it. Like that's a part of your world at all times. 100%. Okay. Always. Nick, at what age do you talk to your children about death? I talked to my uh, uh, firstborn at a two two days old. Um, I was walking her through the funeral home and I was talking to myself. So whether or not she was... (laughs) Attention. Um, but uh, is it's, my opinion is as young as you can. Benny, I have a question for you. Yes, let's do it. Do you ever get freaked out when you see a dead body? Yes, yes, and no. Um, yes, I have. So the answer is yes. Um, yes, I have when it is traumatic and I have to remember that I am a professional sometimes. And that I have to step away from my own grief until the job is done. And then I can step back in. All right. Dr. Nick, are you ready? You know it. What do you think the afterlife is like? My personal opinion is is that I do believe that um, we continue on. Um, I want to believe. And that's the best way I can quote myself. I want to believe that there is no pain, there is no suffering, and we are part of something way bigger than us. Beautiful, beautiful. And Benny, what happens after you die? After you die, you legitimately um, are welcomed by one of your... um, people that you want to see in the afterlife. In my opinion, I think it's going to be family because family means everything to me. Um, But I don't know if time really exists. So it could be anybody. It could be somebody that's still alive because I don't, I don't, I don't think time really exists on the afterlife, but I do think, is there, is there a pearly gate and all that? I, I don't think that's it. I think what it is, is I think you see the person that you specifically need to see to feel the most comfortable. And that's the person you will see that welcomes you into heaven, in my opinion. Heaven. Love that. Love that. Okay, this one is for both of you. Okay. Um, we'll go with... Is this um, like a buzzer situation? Yeah, like, we gonna... <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> buzzer, but we'll, we'll go with Benny first. Um, okay. Cremation versus burial. Which one will you do? 100% burial. Um, a lot of it has to do with my faith, but a lot of it has to do with I do not feel comfortable um, being burned. I, I just, something about that to me, this is me personally, this is not judging anybody on the outside. I do not want to be burned, so I will be buried. All right. Um, Dr. Nick, uh, cremation versus burial, which one will you do? I will be buried in a cherry wood, uh, probably piano finish. Um, And uh, the reason wood over metal is because it's warmer, um, but not too warm, right? Um, And the the other idea is that I always want a place for my family to come. If they want to, it's not that I'm forcing them to come, but I hope... My hope is on when I die that some people want to come and talk to me. And I would love that. Nick, I'll come to your grave and talk to you. I will too. 
Agree. Agree, Nick. Agree. Is this a um, blood pact we're making that whoever goes first, we have to go to that grave every if, year? If I die first, you will be literally I in my... Uh, do I do the pot on your grave? In my will will be that uh, Billy Joel, <laughs> Only the Good Die Young, will be on repeat. Oh, like repeat. the eternal song. Instead of the We're eternal flame, sure it's happens. the eternal song. Yep. Yes, and we will make sure that happens. Do even your even whoever does the eulogy has to do it with the background music being Only the Good Die Hold Young. Hold on. I want to take a moment. If anybody out there that's a listener of ours that knows Sir William Joel, Please, 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 please send him this episode. And Sir William Joel, if you could, Billy, please, if you come down, contact us live when I die. And I don't let's think talk Billy about Billy Joel is a sir. You're you're mixing up Paul you know McCartney. What? You know, I'm no, sorry. No. He's a sheriff, and he's the lone sheriff. Yeah, no, you're no, mixing listen, up. Listen, no, either way, he might as well be knighted because he's I mean, not. No, Billy Joel would be knighted if he was English. Yeah, that's the problem. He's not. He's, he's not. Yeah, he's, he's from not. Jersey. But he does wear a sheriff badge. And that's or Brooklyn. So. And he married Christy Brinkley, right? Yeah, Come well, on. not yeah. anymore. Yeah. And well. you know what, um, Nick? I'm really, really surprised that you said cherry wood instead of a wicker casket. Oh! Because, you know, when we had the Titan caskets on, you really were into that no, wicker. Listen, listen, wicker is very comfortable. But there was actually a project I had to do in, no joke, graduate school where I took a picture in my casket and displayed it for my classmates just to really just put the hammer in the the And I took that picture of Doc in a casket. Uh, That was interesting. It was very um, creepy. Weird. Kind of cathartic. No, hold on. My wife still talks about that and she cannot look at that picture. You were doing the perfect. You were folding your hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I, we I told you what put some makeup on you. It was yeah. great. All right. Moving hey, on, Kelly. We have a living <laughs> funeral for Nick. Oh, my gosh. Every year we should do it. Every year. Yes, we need to have a living funeral. We'll go live, everybody. Yeah. Um. Okay. So um, back to the questions. Um. That speed round got a little less speedy. This is for Benny and Nick, but I'm going to ask Benny first again. Um, do you hope your kids stay in the death worker industry or profession, shall we say? I think no matter what, they're destined for some way to be involved in death um, just because of what they were raised and born into. Um, I do not want them and I do not want anybody out there to be in a profession that they are forced to be in, especially one that is such a calling. Um, I would be honored if any of my kids or Doc's kids or Capali's kids decide they would love to keep the Capal name going. I would be more than open, open, open arms, willing to take them in, but I am not going to force my kids into it. Um, what I find, um, what I found about this career is they will not be happy if they're forced to do it. So no, I do not want to force them, but I do think some way, form or shape, they will be involved in death profession just because of how they were raised. So my, my answer would be honored and privileged if they did, but I would also be honored and privileged if they didn't depending on their personalities 
and this is a calling and if they didn't get that calling i would completely understand great answers guys killing it um okay benny best ways to prepare for your death best ways to prepare for your death is as easy as this have a conversation with your family that is the easiest way to prepare for your death in my opinion you can never be too prepared for death i think preparing yourself for death is a good way to live because realize the the less stress that you put on the rest of your family is the less stress you're going to have on yourself prepare for death because it's, it is inevitable and if you don't know that that's going to happen, then maybe you need to start talking to somebody about that because death is going to happen and you need to be prepared for it. Prepare for death, yo! Yeah, it's cool, man. It's the, All right. Everybody's doing it. It's the All cool right. thing to do, man. Okay, Nick, um, easiest ways to deal with grief. I, why can't I answer that question? I love that question. Okay, you can answer that question. I was going to oh. say just live. Focus on living. If you Ooh. live your best, if you live your best life, death you're gonna is prepare not for death, right? It's not something oh, to be scared of. That's so good. Just that's, live. Yeah, but it, it took my answer to make that answer sound even better. Dude, you know what I mean? He, need... He's been sitting on that answer. Okay, hold on. We need T-shirts that say "Just Live." What's the Nike one? Just do just, it. Just do just, it. Just live. It could be Nick's hair with the swoosh. Oh, yeah. And your um, highlight. Dude, yeah. For your the listeners highlight. out there, I got some awesome yeah. skunk highlights going on right Sweet. now. Sweet. Yep. All right. Okay. Um, so, Nick, um, and then Benny, if you want to chime in after this, since he chimed into your question, um, you'll get some time for this one. Nick, Dr. Nick, easiest ways to deal with grief. Well, first of all, you can't say easiest because easiest doesn't exist. I think the best ways to deal with grief is just accept it. It's going to happen. It's we are born to die. So I think the thing is, is that as much as that causes anxiety, use it to focus on living. Be part of it. Be part of life. And always try your best every day to live life to the fullest. Um, I want to second that with this easy... Easy quote here. What's the, what was the, what was the question directly, Kelly? The easiest ways to deal with grief. You know what the easiest way is? What? To talk about death. Oh yeah, plugging it. Up. Talk about talk death. A, let's just talk about death, right? Talk about it. It's just that easy, right? Let's just talk about death. So actually, the best answer for that, I'm going to answer this. The easiest ways to deal with grief is to listen to Let's Talk About <laughs> Death podcast and start talking about yes. death. Woo. Yeah. Okay. Um, we got it. We're going to speed this up. Um, so, uh, Benny, mm -hmm. what is, what's the most often questions you get asked as a funeral professional? Is there a ghost in the funeral home? And the answer, in my opinion, is yes, but they're not what you think. Not going to lie. I thought of that for when I first uh, went in there. I was like, ooh. Yeah, they're not so. scary. Ghosts aren't scary. So you've had some experiences. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure Doc can say the same thing, too. I mean, it would be hard not to, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. I did. They're, they're very they're empathetic not, and they're just not, they're not here to hurt you. They're here to help. I think, I don't know. Now, That's do just you, my first opinion. Do you feel like, um, after, like when you're doing the embalmment, um, do you have <laughs> any, I love how you call it embalmment. It's embalming, but I love your <laughs> embalmment. So I'm going to keep that. I like that better. Oh, okay. I thought that was a thing. But when you're doing the embalming. No, embalmment. Um, I like embalmment. I won't answer the you, question unless you do it right. Okay. When you're doing the embalmment. Thank you. Do you feel like, I mean, these are people no. that are freshly gone. No, I don't. I don't feel it there. I, I okay. don't. I feel it more when I'm walking around during an arrangement or when everybody's gone. I don't feel it when I'm I, I'm working in the embalming room. Not saying they're not there. I just I I honestly have not felt it there. Got it. Got it. Um, okay. Advice for people who are interested in going to the death worker profession. Both of you, Nick, you want to go first? Make sure that you are able, wanting, willing, and accepting. That is one of the most challenging industries you will, professions you will ever get into. He said industry. I heard him, and it's it hurts me every time. I he followed said it. it up. I followed it you up. Followed in fairness, it up, but he said because it. the problem is the problem is I completely understand what Ben is saying that it is a profession, but there is so many people. Yeah, I, I understand. I understand what we're talking about, like grave, you know, like sex. That's a profession grave too. Diggers. I'm going to say it's a profession. It is a profession, not... but 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 here, but here's the thing. I think right? what you're saying is there's a lot of different facets that may not be. There is a as, lot of hands yeah, in the cookie I, jar. I, I understand. I'm saying funeral directors in in general that are embalmers and funeral directors are funeral professionals, uh, in my opinion. And I think a lot of people who are in the death profession our profession i think landscapers at a funeral Sex profession is... okay we're going back to the question yeah, let's not get on a tangent and sorry, the banter although I'm we sorry. always what love was... that but um so benny advice for people who are interested in going into the death worker profession be willing to grow and be willing to self-evaluate yourself through your own grief journey that's all i got Great, great. Okay, any cringe moments of the podcast? <laughs> Can we talk about the Q&A, Kelly? <laughs> so, I, cringe moment, the best cringe moment, it's more a laughter moment. Um, I'm going to bring it up, Kelly, because I think it's legit and it's true. So, when, oh. we, when we first started when we first started this, we, we see each other when we do this. Um, and Kelly uh, was down here. She comes down when she can. And she was in the back and she used to give us like a, a, a moment when either the episode was getting a little bit too drawn out or it was just time to start the Q&A session. And so she was really good about she used to just like put her finger up or whatever. But this time she decided to do a gesture. <laughs> and what she says she was doing was making a cue with an open circle hand and a pointer in her pointer finger on the open hand. But what Doc and I swear she was doing was putting the open finger into and out of the open circle. It was very sexual. Very uh, vulgar. It was very but vulgar. It unintentionally vulgar. So that was to me the most cringeworthy. I will say something. I swear it was a cue. I swear it was a cue. I don't know how that 
ended up getting into that hole, but it was supposed to be a cue. You know, I can honestly say, though, other than that, I have had nothing but fun and a great experience doing this. I've learned so much. I really can't say there's much cringeworthy about us. Um, nothing that makes me... I mean, that's that's the cringiest thing, and that's more of a funny thing that nobody would know other than me saying. The only cringe thing was something I did. Well, you know, Kelly. I mean, no, I'm sure. I'm sure if I had to go back, I'm sure some of our interviews no, there were I'm some interesting kidding. questions that were thrown out, or maybe awkward silences that would probably that might be the cringiest is when you, you just you you have somebody on and it just goes silent. You know, and especially because me, Doc, Doc's better about just letting the silence happen. But I don't like silence. So I'm going to fill that with my own voice, which good, bad and different. Doc may have different views on that. But I would say the cringiest moment for me is when um, it gets awkward. Uh, actually, I, the cringiest moment might be and not, it's not cringy, but it, it really put Doc and I into a weird, not a weird, a very so the cringeworthy, because I think he was going to say it, and I was like, you can't do multiple. You just didn't want me to take yours. No. Oh. Because my, my thing was the how school about, How shooting. about Doc Nick's b- man school, bun? The school shooting Love it. episode really, I wouldn't say it's cringe, but it is very emotional for me, and I take it very personal. And, you know... For the viewers out there, we still have yet to do a suicide episode, right? Correct? We have yeah. not. Yeah, we're working on it. And, and the reality is, is that one of the things I want to put down straight to the listeners right now is, is that I know in my heart what I'm doing, what we're talking about is super important and it needs to be talked about. But I also recognize that for some people, what we do on a daily basis and what we talk about on on this episode on these episodes can be very triggering. And I, I guess for me, the cringe point is is that I never want to hurt anybody unintentionally. I never want to say something that is going to make someone angry or even more depressed or sad or ain't you know uh whatever the bereavement you're going through i think that's the cringeworthy part of our journey is is that no matter my experience benny's experience kelly's experience we're not going to be able to talk for everybody and i think that's the the, the most difficult part about talking about grief is, is that we're never going to be able to speak to everybody's voice. And I think that what I really want, my opinion, going, you know, further in in years and years to come, that's why we open it up for you to write us questions or your comments. Because to me, if you don't agree with us or if, if your point wasn't met, I really hope you reach out to us because we really want to talk to that. We don't want anybody to feel like they're unheard and also recognize we are human, meaning that what we speak of is our experience, our subjective experience, education, and what we've been taught and trained to to talk about. And the reason why we do this is so that you can be heard. 
So please, 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 for mine, for Benny's, for Kelly's, for anybody in the, the death professional, please speak up because that is why we are here. We want to hear you and we want to answer any questions we can. But the only way we are ever going to know that is if you write in. Yes, we welcome all, you know, there's been many times we get a lot of inboxes uh, in Facebook, in our emails, Instagram, um, you know, and we love hearing from people and Benny and Nick are really good about writing back and, you know, and getting people booked on the show and all of that. So let's talk about death pod at Gmail or, you know, Instagram, Facebook, what have you definitely inbox us and keep sending us your questions. Cause they're awesome. Um, even or concerns or thoughts, whatever we're open to it all. All right, let's get back to the questions, the burning questions. All right, Benny, what bothers you the most about Nick? <laughs> what bothers me the most about Doc Nick? Um, God, this is this sounds so. Honestly, much doesn't bother me about Doc Nick. I think the mo- the things that bothers me about De- Doc Nick the most would be things that I expect him to think or say, and he thinks differently. Um, I I think just being the close relationship that we have and having very, very similar likes and dislikes. It's very hard to come up with things that we feel strongly different about. We may feel a little bit different about something, but strongly different. So I think the one thing that bugs me the most is when Nick doesn't think that I'm right, because that goes back to my biggest problem, which is always thinking that I'm right. So I think that would be the thing. So actually, if you want to be honest, the thing that bugs me about Nick is the problem that I have with myself. Oh, wow. That's like a projection thing. And good for you for being self-aware about that. I'm working on it. It's not that I always am aware of it, but I am aware of it on a on a longer line, which is getting closer and closer to the originality. So, yes. Yeah, I'm trying. All right, Nick. It's your turn. What bothers you the most about Benny? He is a day-to-day reminder of what I would look like if I lived a healthy life. <laughs> he is <sighs> me, vegetarian, or vegan, sorry, apologize, vegan, runs every day, takes care of himself physically, um, which is a horrible reminder of how bad I am doing at self-care. So that would be my biggest uh, thing that bothers me about Benny, I guess. Right. That was the question is like, mm-hmm. he, you know how people were like, Hey, you know, like the before and after, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Nick. if you're watching this video, this is a before and after, because like, if I was to run every day and eat healthy and take care of myself, that is the reminder I see. And the hardest part is being an identical twin. It's real. Wow. So it does hurt my soul a little bit, but it's okay. You wanted hashtag, an honest opinion. Hashtag, there you go. 
Hashtag twin problems right can there. We, can we literally just said our biggest problem about each other is our biggest problem with ourselves? That I was just going to say that. That was also a projection too. Wow. And you know what? I was also going to say, Dr. Nick, it's never, ever, ever too late to get a gym membership. And Thanks for reminding me about how fat I am. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> you are not, and that. by the way, you are not fat that, at Kelly. all. I would never say. For the viewers just, out there, if you're struggling with weight, <laughs> You're, wow, you're okay here in we my go. Book. Maybe we should move this. Nick, you are not fat at all, okay? And it's it's a new year, and that's when everybody has their resolutions. That's what I was trying to say. All right. Um, this is the last one of this. Um, okay, so uh Benny and Nick. We'll go with Benny first again. What are your biggest dreams you want to accomplish? This is actually something manifesting um, I'm having a very big struggle with um, because I see myself doing a lot of things and I'm trying to figure out a way to coordinate them in the same tunnel. Um, I've came up, I'm I'm coming up to a big fork in the road and I don't know yet how to completely navigate that. Um, I have goals politically. I have goals to educate more. I have goals with Loss 101 education at high schools. I have goals of being um, in the community and outside, possibly nationally, in politics. And I also have um, uh, thoughts of how to um, extend and um, flourish my own family-owned funeral profession and my funeral home. Um, to do all those things in on, on one shoulders is is going to be tough, but I, I look forward to it. Um, I know whatever lies in front of me, I will accomplish. I just need to have the people surround me that I need and the tools. And I haven't got the tools yet, and I need to be okay with those tools not there yet. Okay, so Benny wants to be president. Uh, Doctor Nick, what do you want? <laughs> what do you want? Uh, and Kapal you will, for by president twenty thirty two. I don't know what Benny the... Kapal for president uh, twenty thirty one. Is that the thirty one? Is it the in the row? I I I think you could be I, the first funeral professional to be the president. Right there, we said it on here. And I I think you had to be thirty five, so I made it that cusp. So there I'm we over go. the cusp. There we go. All right, Doctor Nick, what is uh what's your biggest dreams you want to accomplish? I just really want to feel complete gratitude, happiness, and fulfillment on my deathbed. That's it. That's all I want. I just want to look around to the people that I love and know that I did a damn good job. That's it. That's beautiful. Beautiful, uh, beautiful. That was really good. He, he has might win time this. to think. He might win well, this. Well, the thing yeah, is, is he's, he's getting... I should have switched it up a little bit. It's okay. I kept pick, okay. It's okay. Um, all right, so... K- Kelly, wait. Before you sign off, you never really told us who won. Oh, okay. We want to know the winner? Well, I'm going to have to go with the Kapals. <laughs> what? That is absolutely a I want my money back. You both won. I can't pick a twin. I'm going to say Nick won that one. I honestly think his answers were better. But in fairness, he had a little more time to think on a lot of them. That's not fair. Well, I, fair. I am going to say um, Nick's 
are were very thoughtful, and yours were fun. I, I'll agree to that. So, so you guys both fun won. point. I got a fun point. And I get a thoughtful point. <laughs> yeah, which is both very, very strong. So ah, you guys, that's actually both of our. That's basically what we are: is fun and thoughtful. Wow, that is maybe maybe. Huh, no, very like much. I, We've been doing like, a lot of cathartic. I feel like I could be fun. Kind of. You are fun. No, no I'm you're fun. Our personalities fun. Yeah. in general is fun and thoughtful. and and Benny's thoughtful. So Sometimes you guys just switch debatable. it up. And the yin of your yang. You wish. <laughs> All right. Good night. Good night, everyone.